Hello, everybody. It is Sunday, July 7th. Yeah. Happy birthday, Ringo Starr. It, okay. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> very random. Um, today, we have two big topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to take up the majority of the show. First half of the show is going to be talking about uh, U.S. Women's National Team soccer. And then we're going to get into a little bit of, of a discussion about the ongoing lawsuit that they have against the United States Soccer Federation, which is kind of a big deal right now yeah back half of the show free agency dust has settled for the nba we're going to talk about where everyone landed how how, wrong we were (laughs) how wrong we were on some things how right we were on others yeah um let's give ourselves credit too and in all fairness i think you know especially with the Kawhi situation which we're going to get into later Mm -hmm. everyone was wrong oh yeah Every single person in the world was wrong. Every <laughs> sports journalist, every broadcaster, everyone but Kawhi himself was wrong. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to give us too much shit for that one. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but first, mm-hmm. you late to the party as we discussed, but you finally finished Game of Thrones. Right. So. <laughs> oh, so quick spoiler warning. We're going to yeah. throw it out there. We're about to drop the how the show ended. <laughs> yeah, the biggest spoilers. Right. So if you're not caught up, we'll put the timestamp in the description um, and be sure to go ahead and skip to that. But yeah, it's it was so much. And I don't know how I feel about like most of it, to be honest with you. Okay. Because first of all, Bran should not be on the Iron Throne. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was Bran the Broken. Terrible terrible decision you didn't like how they kept throwing brand the broken in no, his face terrible. <laughs> like the look he gave them he's just like okay i hate you guys and then he's like why do you think i traveled all this way it's like fuck you <laughs> like, yeah. are you serious i was i was just so annoyed and i was pissed that Danny died, and here's why. Okay. We went through eight seasons uh-huh. with her, with her conquering, like, taking over. Was she a tyrant? Yeah, absolutely. Should she have been on the Iron Throne? Nope. But to kill her? It sucks because I know it's the only way that he could have, like, saved Westeros because she was going to, you know what I mean? Like, she was going to She was going to kill everyone. Yeah, but no. I get it. My God. We went all this way. For that. Yeah. And it sucked. But the show, this was, it was never a show about happy endings. No, about I everything know. working out perfectly. No, I know, but still. But Christ. Even, even then, I think everything in the show indicated at, at where we were going. Like, we got shown for so long where these storylines were going. John well, was okay, yes ki- no. the king of the north. Yeah. The king of the free folk. He was the leader. The only one they ever rallied behind. Yeah. Sansa had to endure every horrible thing that happened with her. And to take back her home. And then rule over her home. Became the lady of the north. Right. Which I loved. Right. Arya spent seasons mm-hmm. abroad. Training. And training. And going to foreign lands. And exploring new things. Right. Right. Bran... He was worthless. Right. (laughs) For so much of that show, he was absolutely worthless. But all the children ended up having, at least in my opinion, John, Arya, and Sansa ended up exactly where I thought they were going to end up or exactly where I would have. Oh, okay. Would have kind of. So you just knew the whole show. Okay. No, but like, (laughs) but like they ended up in a place that. I didn't think the show was going to end like that. I should re-say that. They ended in a place where I was like, that makes sense. I just, John's was weird for me because he had to go all the way back to the Night's Watch, which I don't think he enjoyed all that much. And then they see him leaving. Like that's the last shot basically is him like going beyond the wall. Right. So it's like, okay, is he the king of the free folk now? Like what's his story? And I was kind of here for that because I know that's where he's going to be the most free mm-hmm. and the most happy. But he never like, wanted to be that. He never wanted to be. Ruler. And I didn't want him to be the king. Right. I really would have hated that. He said repeatedly and often mm-hmm. he did not want to sit on the Iron Throne. Right. And I would not have wanted that. I think that would have been terrible and would have just thrown away a lot. But like even if okay, if, even if we go to like Jamie Lannister. They threw away all of that character development, and it pissed me off. It was For me, it was the same as the How I Met Your Mother finale, where they just tossed out 
everything they'd been building to for nine seasons. And it's just like, uh, okay. But I thought Jamie's was almost kind of an interesting commentary on like abusive relationships a little bit. Yeah, for sure. But Because think about every horrible thing that was presented to him. Okay. And like every horrible thing that happened to him because of Cersei or while he was with Cersei or their, all their interactions and how horrible of a person she was. Yeah, Cersei sucks. Right. Terrible. But, it was fine when she died. Right. But I like But Jamie. he still came back to her, even though he had all these things presented to him. I know, and that's why I was annoying. Right. And, and so, I, it, like I've said, it wasn't a show about happy endings. It was a show about cold, cold, unfortunate reality. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, it's genuinely, like, not my taste at all. Yeah. Like... I mean, we've talked about this before. I'm in the process of writing a book right now, and I'm trying to find, like, a happy middle between Game of Thrones and then, like, a Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings type situation where everyone who's supposed to live lives and everyone is happy in the end, right? Because I don't mm-hmm. want that. Like, I that I feel like that arc is really played out. But I also don't want to be Game of Thrones that's just mean. I don't know. I don't... And I didn't like it. Like, I genuinely... Like, I mean, I liked it. And I liked it a lot, but I also like hated it, if that makes any sense. But I think that's what makes it what, that's what makes Thrones Thrones. You never, no one was ever safe. I know. And not, not, there was never a moment of comfort for the viewer. And I kind of prefer, because if you're going to have a show that's going to have some sort of guts to it and is going to have some sort of impact or push, in my opinion, you better make me feel like these characters can die that these characters yeah. can be gone in the snap of a fingers beca- well, I, because and i mean don't. i get that but it's also like it was so cruel there was some pretty terrible things that game of thrones did to yeah. its characters that i'm like i don't even want to look at right but i just it was too vicious for me and that's right. fine like that should just be okay yeah you were still late to the party I, yeah, it was absolutely. It was still great. Intentionally late to the party so that I could do what I did and watch it all in a month. <laughs> it was so fantastic. I love that show. Yeah. Um, I still, I, Justice for Rob Stark though. Just, Honestly. <laughs> justice, justice for Rob. He got like a Emmy nomination for the bodyguard. So. I, I wanted more for Rob Stark. <laughs> I was so sad for him. Yeah. There's an air. Oh, so if you hear that in the background, there is an air show going on. My, yeah, this, was a, this was a good time to record. In downtown KC, because of course there is. There's mm-hmm. also the women's national team. Uh, they played this morning. Yeah. They won this morning. They did. They're World Cup champions once again. They add are. a star to the jersey. We have four now. <laughs> um, and then the men's team, who, let's be honest, doesn't yeah. matter as much. Uh, they play tonight <laughs> in the Gold Cup final against Mexico. Yeah. So big day for USA soccer. Mm-hmm. Um Mostly a big day for U.S. women's soccer. <laughs> Mostly a big day for the U.S. women's soccer because, let's be honest, what they just did is much more important. Yeah. No, uh, it's it's absolutely amazing what they've done. And I loved watching that game um, because it, it wasn't the first one I've been able to catch this, uh, this whole time, but it was obviously the most important. And I saw both – or I saw at least the last goal. I don't know if I saw Megan's goal, but it was amazing. Right. Like – the athleticism that these girls show or these women show is incredible. Oh, it's unbelievable. And, and so let's, let's dive into just how dominant they were throughout this World Cup. Yeah. Because they just club people to death. They were in Group F, which had Sweden, Chile, Thailand, and them. They went 3-0 and in group play. They scored 18 goals and allowed zero. That's amazing. <laughs> Against Thailand, which was their first game, it was 13-0. Yeah. Then they beat Chile 3-0, and then they beat Sweden 2-0. Mm-hmm. They were just dominant. Yeah. Coming out of the group stage anyway. And so the first game, and really the one that I was able to catch, was the, uh, the Thailand game. That was like the one game in the group stage that I actually got to watch yeah. where they just beat the crap out of them right. and I was just like oh my god if this is the whole tournament right. we're gonna win easy no problem um it's like what's that meme that's just like you're killing him right yeah Jeez. so the blue angels are performing right now that's what that screech well, yeah. was um then they went into the like tournament faced Spain in the first round beat them two to one that was actually a pretty close game yeah by all accounts 
France was another good game, even though they jumped out to a two nothing lead early. Um, they won that game two to one. Also, France has this uh, woman on their team who's like, I think I want to say she's like six five or six six. That every single time they got a set piece and kicked it into the box, like she's gonna head that. There's no <laughs> way. Like, who's defending her? Right. Like, you can't get that. She, yeah. And that's how they scored their goal. Uh, and then we played England. Can we talk about the tea? The tea celebration. Yeah. Can we talk about the old man shouts at cloud syndrome where people are all upset about her doing the? So here's what I was going to say is one of my really good friends, Kendall, um, shout out Kendall, if you're listening, was talking to me about it. And he said that because of this, and let me, let me get all the way through this before you oh, jump no. in. Cause you're going to be so mad <laughs> because I, of, I am, you, am I about to just, just yeah. <laughs> go after you for this? It's not my opinion. Okay. It's Kendall's. All right, all right. He said because of the tea sip and because of the celebrations, he didn't want us to win anymore because he thought that they were setting the wrong example for young girls. And he said that like, he didn't think that it was showing sportsmanship <laughs> your face right now. He said he didn't think it was showing sportsmanship and that he was really upset at how we were handling the success and thought that if we won, that it wouldn't be good oh. for young girls watching oh, this. Fucking hell. So. Wow. That is. Um, I did not agree with it personally, but he sat me down for like 20 minutes and explained the whole thought process to me and i was not here for it that's one of the softest takes i've ever heard no it's bad that would almost be as soft as like someone saying like they hate bat flips or something like that like that would that's almost the same kind of like wow soft energy yeah okay like i didn't say that they should never win (laughs) But, um, I mean, that's that's an intense. So that shows that like people were pissed about this. So yeah, then which is Sophie so Turner, stupid Sophie Turner, then who plays Sansa on Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. um, she did a video response right. and said like Alex Morgan said that she like was inspired by me for this or whatever, and she was like that's amazing, and she was here for it. She's like even though England like lost and that sucks, like go Alex Morgan, you're incredible. Yeah, that was phenomenal what a great celebration i was here for it. i i i was completely here the women's national team sipping the tea and then going into the locker room and blasting crime mob while just (laughs) dancing and having a good time but like was perfect can i explain why i was here for it because it didn't look malicious to me it didn't look like she was trying to be mean i mean that's it's kind of a direct shot of that a whole country. I mean, yeah, but it looked funny. It looked like she was trying to be funny. Right, and a bat flip is funny after I hit the home run off of you. We're not going to jump into bat flips again. <laughs> I'm just saying. To anyone who's like, wow, she's contradicting herself here. It looked funny to me, and it looked like she was just trying to be funny. You're contradicting yourself. That's fine. That's all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know um, what I'm trying to say. That's um, all that matters when you're broadcasting your opinion, right? <laughs> Um, but no, they were phenomenal. They had so much energy the whole time. Um, it, it, it just, they were so much fun to watch. And like, I know from just a soccer standpoint, obviously we're not the most knowledgeable soccer right. fans, but you don't have to be knowledgeable to know that they were just better than everyone. Right. Like you don't have to know a lot about soccer to sit down and go, wow, they are just more talented than the other teams who are playing out here. Yeah, and I think this is kind of a sidetrack, so sorry, but soccer is so interesting for me because partially because of my dad's work because he will like come home and tell me he has a lot of uh, different people who he works with um, who are from like Colombia and Chile and places like that in Mm -hmm. South America and Central America. And they are so intense about it during work. He's like, especially in um, like if you go to lunch, he's like, everyone's watching on their phone. And he's like, it's crazy to me to like walk into a lunchroom. That's like, usually like people are talking and hanging out, whatever. And everyone is watching on their phones. Right. And he said like, one day he gave everyone like an extra hour of a break because he knew they were going to be watching anyway. Right. (laughs) Yeah. They were all just like all huddled around. Like, and all of a sudden you just hear people erupt and cheer. And he's like, it's honestly the best to be able to yeah. hear people like celebrating their it's country, their team. Thing. It is so cool. It is cool. a culture thing. Yeah. Which and is what separates soccer, I think, from many other major sports. Right. 
every it, other major sport, arguably. You can say it is the most global sport. And like, yeah, it, I think that's a given. Yeah. I mean, truly. And, and I know there's some people in the U S that are like, no, like basketball. Well, no, no, absolutely not. Like there are some very good basketball leagues, but soccer is the sport that I think is the most globally accepted, mm-hmm. the most globally known. There's a reason the world cup is what it is. Right. Because it's everywhere. Yeah. You know, we like to it's, say basketball because we're better at basketball. Well, yeah, but it, soccer is the most popular sport in the world. But soccer is the most popular sport in the world. And, and so that's why, that's part of the reason why I love the World Cup is because everyone gets to like come together, you know, and watch their teams cheer on their countries. I think that's a pretty cool thing. Right. Yeah. And so the women's national team, last game they played, they played the Netherlands this morning, beat them two to zero. Mm-hmm. Um, Megan Rapino ran it back with her celebration where she like puts her arms up in the yeah. air and like uh, just ah uh, um and she also won the gold boot she w- did win the gold boot for most goals i don't know how many it was but she scored i think it, a ton oh, i want to say it was six yeah well, that feels right she was she's a stud but um, that was interesting because her and alex morgan actually tied but because rapino had been out for a game she won i that was the i thought it was also because she had more assists well, Something I, like I think the tiebreaker was actually minutes played. Oh, interesting. Okay. But yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was wild. And I also saw an interview with Alex Morgan where they asked her, you know, are you like, is that your goal? Like to win the gold boot? And she was like, my goal is to win the world cup. Yeah. Like this is what I'm here to do is I, like, win I don't with my care team. about the gold boot. Right. I'm here to win the world cup. Exactly. Yeah. And then did you also, at the end of that game, there was a stellar commercial where uh, it was one of the uh, one of the women on the team was like we're here to win the World Cup we're here to make history like and it went down it was incredibly Love well it. done the I mean and it was it was really fun too for me seeing like we have the power and light district mm-hmm. here in Kansas City if you're not familiar with what the power and light district is I would consider it like a massive courtyard that's mm-hmm. just surrounded by bars <laughs> and then at the front of it, it has a big stage and a massive screen. Yeah. And they stream all the event. Like when KU basketball plays at the Sprint Center, which is right next door, mm-hmm. um, they'll stream that and like people will just fill that courtyard and watch. Yeah. And it was Super Bowl, all major sporting events. Right. It was full yeah. today for the Women's World Cup final. And they, which it was bumping. was super fun for me to try to find parking coming here today. Yeah. It was, it was I mean, just the best. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't I, know what to tell you. It was fine earlier. <laughs> um, but I think the more interesting, and we're going to segue into this, the more interesting point with all of this, as great as this World Cup victory is, mm-hmm. as great as all their accomplishments are, they've now won 12 straight World Cup yeah, games. That's amazing. Which is phenomenal. Love these ladies. There's a lawsuit going on right now. Yeah between the women's national team and the United States Soccer Federation mm-hmm. for Which pay discrepancy. There absolutely should be a lawsuit because right. no, it's 100%. ridiculous. Oh, it's complete bullshit. Um, and so basically lawsuits talking about equal pay. Mm-hmm. It, and if you're familiar with sports, this is a kind of a common theme. Men's sports tend, their athletes tend to make a lot more than female right which but they're also like just devil's advocate here there are a lot of people who say okay this has to do with viewership you know more people are watching the nba than wnba you know there there's a lot of factors that go into it here's my thoughts on this i'm actually not for equal pay at all in this scenario i think the women should make more (laughs) okay um in this scenario with the u.s women's national team i was like whoa (laughs) all right i was like this is about to be a fun episode no the women deserve so much more money than the men do um and there is that argument and so that argument is actually the one being used by the u.s women's national team in court Mm -hmm. is they are wildly more successful yeah than the men's team is so found an article uh it's by graham hayes of espnw um and he basically broke down what the pay difference and the pay discrepancy is like between the two so i'll read this uh bit for you guys here uh a comparison of the women's national team and men's national team pay shows that if each team played 20 friendlies in a year and each team won all 20 friendlies female women's national team players would earn a maximum of $99,000 for the year or $4,950 per match. Similarly, 
if uh, similarly suited male men's national team players would earn an average of $263,320 or $13,166 per game against the various levels of competition they would face. So it also further the lawsuit further cites the women's three World Cup titles, make that four, mm-hmm. four Olympic gold medals, and the 2015 World Cup title game being the most watched soccer match in American television history. The U.S. women's national team has also been ranked number one in the world for 10 of the past 11 years. They are the better team. Yeah, absolutely. They draw the viewers. People are more excited for them than, frankly, they are for the men's team. And rightfully so. They have earned it. Here's the thing. We're more excited for the women's team in one year than we are for the men in 10. Yeah. Yeah, It's crazy. and, And genuinely. And so... There's a clear pay discrepancy here. Yeah, I very mean, obvious. It, it's not marginal. It's not small. It's not anything. And There's it's not a- even. It's not even like so small that people are like, oh, you know, like just take the money, like whatever. It, right. This is a huge gap. Right. For a team that has earned way more than that. Right. And so, and the argument for so long has been, oh, well, the men's team. They sell more merchandise. They bring in more viewers, blah, 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 blah. Well, that's clearly not the case here. You're telling me Alex Morgan and Megan Rapino are not going to sell so many jerseys? No, they and they do. Um, and that's the thing is you can't use that argument for the women's national soccer team. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. They are the team. They are America's soccer team. Yeah. And that is, I, I mean, until further notice, that is the status quo. Yeah, absolutely. They have four stars on their jersey. The men have none. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm excited to see where this lawsuit goes. Um, this has been going on for a while. Like, Yeah, when did they file I, that? I mean, this was... Or it was refiled in March, right? Yeah. So, we're looking at... all. This has been sort of in the works since around 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's been going for a long time. This World Cup win... I think it helps their case. It has to cement it. A hundred percent because there is no, there's no explanation. There's no valid explanation for why they should be making less than the men are. Mm -hmm. Like I'm convinced. So I went to that gold cup game for the U S men's national team, uh, like two weeks ago or a week and a half ago or whatever it was. Wait, you went like you were physically there. there? Yeah. I was physically there. That was the date I was on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and so I, I was, was there. was a Sporting KC game. Uh-uh. Wild. Okay. Yeah. But the stadium, it wasn't, like, there were a good amount of people there, but it wasn't sold out. I'm convinced had the women's national team been playing there, it would have been sold out. Oh, yeah. I think that's fair to say. So, we'll see where this goes. I mean, um, look at how many people were in power and light alone today. Yeah. I'm interested. I'm going to tune in to see how many people stick around for the men's final this evening. It's not going to be many. <laughs> no, it won't. Um, but... This is an interesting story to us. This is one we're definitely going to have on our radar um, that we'll be keeping tabs on because I want to see what the ruling comes down to on this. Yeah, for sure. And, and I and, and I, we'll be sure to like tweet that out whenever that comes. I mean, who knows right. when that's going to happen? But it could be a minute. Lawsuits yeah. take time. But we'll try to keep you updated, like for anything that we know. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's. I mean, it's just absurd. That they make that much less than right. the men's team. I mean, just absolutely absurd. Right. Um, and there was an interview that I saw that I'm not going to talk about too much because I don't, I couldn't find it at all online. Um, but I remember like one of them saying, you know, the men get paid this amount. If they lose, we get paid nothing if we lose and things like that. Like hmm. it was crazy. And I remember that interview drawing national attention. Right. It had to have been in 2015 when they filed the lawsuit. Interesting. I'm looking at the statements right now, like Carly Lloyd. Uh, she's co-captain of the women's Mm -hmm. national team. She said, in light of our team's unparalleled success on the field, it's a shame that we're still fighting for treatment that reflects our achievements and contributions to the sport. We've made progress in narrowing the gender pay gap. However, progress does not mean that we will stop working to realize our legal rights and make equality a reality for our sport. And she's right. Yeah, absolutely. She's right. That, I think that second, that, uh, the second part of that first sentence, it's a shame that we're still fighting for treatment that reflects our achievements and contributions to the sport. Yeah. Cause like, it's true. They've contributed so much, especially right. in America where I feel like people aren't as big into soccer um, as they are in other countries. 
people watch these women play. People are excited about them. We want to see them win. Right. It, it just in a different way than the men. Right. And so it, wherever this falls, I, I don't think there's any way it can fall on the side of them not getting oh, their there pay will be increase. An uproar. Uh, um, because that would just be stupid. Ludicrous. Um, but with that being said, we're going to hop into our first break. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we come back, as we said at the beginning of the show, dust has settled on free agency. So people have landed. Everyone is slated to where they're going to be going. Woj had a sleepless night. <laughs> Woj has had, Woj is going to be in a coma for the next <laughs> like month. I'm convinced he just like rises out of a coffin. Like yeah. just for this night. He's just ready. Um, because he, he had a long week. Yeah. Of covering free agency where he just was not sleeping. Yeah, he was supposed to record an episode of his podcast and he was like, We'll get to it sometime tonight and they like definitely did not get no. to it. Um But like we said, thank you so much for joining us on the Easy Sports Podcast. We will be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back. Um, we, uh, we're we sort of recovering still from this <laughs> weekend, uh, from the last week of free agency around the NBA. It's just been unbelievable. Yeah, there was like I mean, a day and a half, at least, where we were just like a Woj fan account, just like tweeting uh, out everything. Yeah, I mean, it, I think everybody and their mom was a Woj <laughs> fanboy um, for a little bit because... His account, did you see it jumped from like 1.5 million followers to like 3.2 yeah. or something like that? Yeah, no, it's crazy. In, like, in a day? Yeah. Um, but the dust has settled. Um, it's really interesting looking at where everyone's standing right now. Um, I don't think this is the true impact season yet because Kevin Durant is out with his Achilles. Clay Thompson still, he has his ACL. John Wall with the Wizards, he's out with an Achilles for most of next year like Mm -hmm. it uh so i think not this season but the 2020 2021 season that'll be the interesting one to see where everyone is performing at but we do have some rosters now yeah and we do have a bleacher report article with all the roster predictions slash rankings for next year yeah shout out to andy bailey from bleacher report this is a really fantastic article yeah very helpful um and while we're not going to go through each every single one, team, yeah, no, uh, we're not going to do that. We are going to talk about, um, you know, where people are at pretty extensively. Um, well, I mean, the big teams that got like really shaken up by uh, free agency and things like that. Right. Um, so first team, I actually kind of want to jump into. We're going to start at the bottom before we get to the good stuff. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the Knicks. All right. Um, if you're a Knicks fan listening to this, I just like, <laughs> I just want to share my condolences. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry if you're a Knicks fan, That's, period. It's got to be so hard. That, and I, I'm a Detroit sports fan right. and I'm apologizing to you for how bad I feel for you. Yeah. Um, the Knicks projected starting five for next year is Dennis Smith Jr., RJ Barrett, Kevin Knox, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson. Which, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that team is just going to get eviscerated. Yeah, this article has them at 29th overall. So yeah. uh, safe to say that's not where you want to be. No, no, it's not. And and the, I think they're really... So my dad and I were talking about this this weekend. Right. Um, where we sort of had a discussion and I was telling him, we, we like to talk about it from our point of view. What would we do? Where What would we be thinking right. as a player? The Knicks... What is their selling point now to anyone? We're New York. Yeah, like <laughs> unless mean, you really, really like New York and really want to be in New York, what what's the big selling point that the Knicks have over other teams? I don't see one. Like, the, I don't know that players... I think 
there's a very outdated thought process among people where they think, oh, New York, the Knicks, that just being in the garden, all that carries so much weight with all these free agents. It clearly didn't. Right. Yeah. It can't carry that much weight. It very, like very clearly this summer, they couldn't even get a meeting with Kevin Durant. Yikes. Like they could, they didn't sign any notable free agents. Yeah, they missed everyone. Good. Like everyone. Their biggest free agent signing was Julius Randle, who's a good player, yes, but not a fran- like a franchise a turnaround kind of player. Right. He's not a LeBron. He's not an AD. He's not a Kawhi, a Paul George, any anyone like that. No. Uh, and so they're they're in this position now where players, I think, care more about okay, what do your facilities look like? Who's on your staff? Yeah, it's less about location. I think it more... And it's not even... I mean, I don't know. For me, it would be about like the team and benefits and things like that. That's me. Right. And I think that's usually what people's focus is on. Well, and I think players realize I can get... Global marketing is so good now just because... I play in Milwaukee. Let's use Giannis for an example. Sure. Doesn't mean I can't be a global superstar. Oh yeah, absolutely. Giannis is one of the biggest names in sports. Right. And so, and so I think it's, we're past an era where being in New York makes a difference on how you can market your career. Yeah. It, it doesn't, doesn't do matter. anything for these guys. So Knicks, they're in just a terrible position. I mean, they're not the only thing, the only positive that we can come out of free agency with them and say mm-hmm. was that, they didn't overspend or sign anybody to a stupid max deal. Yeah, I think that's for sure. And I mean, they do have some good players in there. RJ Barrett is a great player and they do have some pieces, but I mean, but the thing is they, it's not going to go well. These are development pieces. (laughs) Yeah. It's not going to go well outside of like maybe in the future, this could be solid. Maybe if if every one I, of these guys, I'm just guys throwing develops, out any optimism here, <laughs> right? I know, but you're talking about maybe every single one of these guys would have to develop with them, right? No, it's, it's not good. good. It's it, not they're good. not in a great position. Um, it's it just, oh, what honestly more can you say about that? No, it's bad. Um, Brooklyn. Okay, they are at 24th on this poll, which um, was kind of surprising to me. I I would honestly put them around the same spot without Kevin Durant. I'd kind of toss them down here no and i mean i i'm saying i'm surprised that they didn't get more pieces yeah uh well i mean getting Kyrie, joe harris is great three-point shooter torian prince is a good player deandre Mm -hmm. jordan i think they personally overspent a little bit for him yeah but i understand that they were trying to accommodate Kyrie and kd because he's one of their friends and right they wanted him to be there um but they're I mean, with Kyrie, Karis LeVert, Joe Harris, Torian Prince, DeAndre Jordan, not the best lineup in the world. I think it's going to be a very... Uh, it's going to be okay. It'll be okay, but it, it's not... They're not winning a ship this year or anything no. like that. Um, it'll all matter. This team is all going to matter, and their future will matter on how Kevin Durant comes back from this injury. Yeah. Because if he comes back and is 80% of the player that he was before he got hurt, this will be a championship contending team. Yeah. For sure. I think that's fair to say. Um, moving on at 21, uh, we have the Detroit Pistons. Uh, <laughs> we're only talking about them because they signed Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's slated, this Bleacher Report article has him slated as coming off of the bench right now. Yeah. Uh, so Reggie Jackson still starting over him. So they got Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, Bruce Brown, Blake Griffin, Andre Drummond. But I but I liked your comment um, on the Twitter of they didn't pay too much for Derrick Rose. No. Nope. It seems like a solid move now. It, it does. And here's the thing. Detroit has no pure scoring options. Yeah. Truly. Blake Griffin yeah. is the best pure scoring option on that team. But outside of him, it, where's our, where are our points coming from? Right. And so you're... Adding Derrick Rose, if he can prove that he can be a pure scoring option, a consistent option, I could see him 100% falling into the starting Mm -hmm. five, taking over that point guard role from Reggie Jackson. If not, I mean, hopefully he can just be a player who comes off the bench and provides us a decent 
amount of points every game. Um, I would be happy, like genuinely, if Derrick Rose came off the bench and supplied us 15 points. That's great. Yeah, that's about all that's you're amazing. asking. That's about all you're asking. That would be phenomenal. Um, if he started and supplied us 20, even better. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how that falls. I'm not hyper confident, but we'll see. Well, you shouldn't be. No. Um, <laughs> sh- all right, let's talk about the Suns. Because you and I, we when we were reading through this article, both sort of, I don't know, we were both sort of shocked at where they were ranked. Yeah. Uh, they're ranked at 17th, mm-hmm. which I personally, I look at their roster and think that's way too high. Yeah, I agree with that. Because, I mean, Rick, they added Ricky Rubio, which isn't exactly a show-stopping point guard. <laughs> right, like, yeah. Like, he's fine, but he's not an all-pro kind of point guard. He's not a first-team all-NBA-er. Um, but they have Devin Booker, who is one of the best guards in the league. Yeah. He's phenomenal. Great score. Malik, uh, Mikhail Bridges, who, all right. Dario Saric, fine. DeAndre Ayton, who I think could turn into a really great player. He had a pretty good rookie year. Yeah, for sure. Um, but all the way up at 17, I mean, granted, when we look at the teams that are behind them, you're not exactly like starstruck at anything. Right. But, uh, I, I mean, 17 feels it just feels high for the Suns, and maybe that's bias on where they have been mm-hmm. years past. But it just ah, it feels way too high. I also love that they have combined WAR for all of these teams, and that's how they calculated it. <laughs> yeah, wins above a replacement. So the twelve and a half is their combined WAR for their starters. Um, but I don't know. Ugh, I I could totally see this team falling apart. <laughs> them being yeah, like, I mean it doesn't it doesn't look good. Uh, I mean as we mentioned, Ricky Rubio is not a top ten point guard. Devin Booker's solid, I think. Um, DeAndre Ayton's going to be good, I think. Mm-hmm. But those guys are developing still. Right. It's the, it's a development team, and so yeah. ha- putting a development team this high. Well, I, yeah, I I, I would have thought they'd be around um, Brooklyn. Yeah, me too. Um, let's skip a little bit up to the Toronto Raptors at 15. Mm-hmm. They probably had the biggest slide. Oh yeah, for sure. Kawhi and Danny Green. Which I was really surprised. That Danny Green left? No, the Kawhi left. What? Oh. <laughs> I thought you were more concerned about Danny Green. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, he was the big free agent. Yeah, he was the, what are you talking about? <laughs> Danny Green watch, not Kawhi watch. Yeah. Um, their starting five is going to be Kyle Lowry, Norman Powell, OG Ananubi, Pascal Siakam and Mark Gasol. Josh and I were talking earlier. I am so happy Mm -hmm. that they did not trade with Oklahoma city, all their young assets and trades, uh, or in, uh, uh, draft picks to get Russell Westbrook and Paul George there. I would have hated that so much. It's crazy because they basic, they essentially would have just sacrificed their future. There's no guarantee Kawhi stays even if they do that. Right. And so they may have like, in that case, they would have gotten rid of so many pieces. They would have had to give up Pascal Siakam, who I think Mm. can develop into one of the top forwards in this game. Yeah. I mean, that's a bold take, but I think it's uh, warranted here. Right. Well, I think he's been, Josh made the point. He's been playing basketball for eight years now. Mm -hmm. He's this good after playing only for eight years. His ceiling. Oh, eight years total? Yeah. Jesus. His ceiling? We have no idea that's what like, it is. That's like Embiid. Right. Who like just kind of stumbled upon just basketball. Natural gifts. Yeah. So we have and no idea amazing. what his ceiling is. And I I think it's... I okay. would rather bet on him and his development than go anywhere else with it. Yeah. No, I got to admit I'm pretty here for that. Right. And so I'm really happy they didn't give up all these young pieces for... Russell Westbrook, who's sort of getting towards the tail end of his career. Mm -hmm. I think we're heading towards that downslope. Right. And he's, I just, we've talked about this so many times. Right. He's just not very likable to me. You just don't like him that much. But he's a lot. That's what I said. Yeah. 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 He's a lot to handle and put on an organization. I think at best, if you make those acquisitions and then you don't keep Kawhi, you're you're looking at what, at best, an Eastern Conference finalist? Yeah. And he's, I, I don't think even at that, that they'd be getting that far. Right. And so you've really sacrificed your future for nothing. 
you're not winning championships on that. Right. Um, <clears throat> so that that's it's an interesting roster. It's a huge drop from where mm-hmm. where they were, obviously. Um, and then Jimmy Butler did end up signing with the Heat. Yep, Jimmy Butler signed with the Heat, which was. There were so many memes about this that honestly made my day. Like there was one uh, newspaper or not news, like a magazine article where he did a Q and a, whatever. Right. And they said like, what would you never wear? And he said a Miami heat jersey. I saw that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, it was yikes. so funny, but I think his story is funny too. Cause it's kind of like Kawhi where did anybody think the heat were on his radar? No. Did it, did was there, did you ever see a single article before it leaked out that he had <laughs> no, met with them? I didn't see anything. Where there was any sort of Except speculation. For the only thing that I saw that we talked about on the last episode, mm-hmm. which was the Instagram comment. Yeah, but... But that was it. But even then... And even that's not concrete at all. That's just him being like, oh, yeah, let's talk. Yeah. Like, even, even at that, I mean, it's just... Ugh. I, I don't know. I I think it's his story and Kawhi's story were two of my favorites because I nobody knew that was right. going to happen. So then should we jump into Kawhi now? Uh, or do you want to talk about it later? Yeah, we can hop up. Actually, let's talk about Boston first. Okay, yeah, Because sure. I think they're in an interesting spot. They're at 11. Uh, projected starting five is Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, and Ennis Cantor. I'm not mad at that. As a Celtics fan, I'm not mad at that. It could be worse. It could be way worse. The wheels really could have fallen off. Yeah, with the people that we started losing, I was like, okay, uh-oh. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there was, I was sweating for a little bit. But then when I saw this, I, that's not bad. Right. Jalen Brown's a good player. Jason Tatum's a good player. Kemba Walker's great. Gordon Hayward's, uh, you know, was out on injury. Potentially could be great again. And Cantor, I don't know a ton about, but I think he's pretty significant. He's fine. Yeah. He got bodied by Julius Randle on Twitter. Well, right, yeah, the step down is this. It's what it says in the article is that the step down from Horford to Cantor is significant, which is uh, that's who I was talking about when we were losing Horford. Right, that's when I kind of went. This could be bad. Right. It, so, did you see his little his him in Randall's back and forth? No, I didn't. Because Ennis Cantor tweeted out that uh, Zion Williamson is Julius Randall with hops, <laughs> and Randall tweeted like quote tweeted him was like. Last time you guarded me, I scored forty-five. Oh no! <laughs> so, oh, no. Um, uh, so that's this basically that's your new center. Uh, enjoy. Oh, that's why you don't trash talk, man. <laughs> no, you if you you trash talk, well, this if you is can why back it up. I don't trash talk. Right. I guess. Um, so I'm always like, don't hurt me. <laughs> this will be an interesting team. We said last time Kemba Walker was about as good of a replacement as you possibly yeah. could have gotten he's right just, now. For he's Kyrie. as close as you can get. Right, and he was he was the best available option, mm-hmm. short of signing one of the top five point guards in the league. Right, which, which just wasn't going to happen. No, nobody so, was available. Yeah, I'm not I'm yeah. not mad at this at all. Um, so this it could be a good team. The interior defense here is what I'm really worried about. Gordon Hayward and Ennis Cantor down low. Mm-hmm. You're going to run into as we're going to get to the Sixers, who have one of the biggest teams in right. the NBA. I think that's going to be a really hard group for them to come up against, especially in a playoff series. Yeah, no, um, I'm with you on that. I think that's going to be a struggle, um, which is why I don't think we're going to go deep into the playoffs. I right. think the Sixers will probably take us on that. Right. Um, Oklahoma City's at 10. Uh, they, it's Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Shea it's Gilgan, not a lot. Gilgris Alexander, Andre Roberson, Gallinari, and Steve I mean, Adams. I mean, really, the most significant thing was that they lost Paul George. Yeah. And. and they stayed up here. I mean, it's a decent team. We'll see it's how fine. Russell yeah. reacts. I can't wait for him to drop average 20 and 20 now that Paul oh George is God. gone. Um, the New Orleans at nine was the one that really surprised me because I don't sure. necessarily buy into this yet. Uh, I don't buy into it at all. This is, I will totally believe it when I see it. Right. Where, because their start projected starting five, Drew Holiday. Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Derek Favors. Is this how much we love Zion that we're going to say he brought an organization up to a top 10? Like, is that the impact they think he's going to have? Because no way. In theory, he could. We have seen players. In theory, I could. Right. Anything's possible. But we have seen players before. If he were to come out and perform at an elite level on a... 
I'm not going to say it that he will, but like on a LeBron kind of level, coming out and immediately performing and having that kind of an impact, then this is justified. Should we wait? Should we make bets on Zion's performance next season? No, because I'm so uncertain about it. I don't want Damn to. <laughs> I have no interest in gambling. I'm certain that he'll be good, but I don't want to gamble that he could be that good. Okay, good. <laughs> out of just out of fear of losing. Right. But uh Zach's take is officially Zion is the next LeBron. Nope, never said <laughs> that's, that. That's um right. If he but if he came out and had that kind of an impact, I then mean, this ranking's justified. If he's amazing. Right. If he's one of the best players in the league. But then But this, I don't think that's going to happen. Right. And then this ranking I also think is dependent on can Lonzo Ball stay healthy? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Can Brandon Ingram stay healthy? Can Drew Holiday sort of shoulder the load more now that Anthony Davis is gone? And will they all be able to mesh together? Because this is an incredibly young team. Yeah, for sure. And so I'm not sure necessarily how I feel about this. I think it's a little high. I probably would have I probably would have switched them in Boston. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Just because that's what I would have done as well. Just because of the youth. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I've, we've obviously never seen this core play together. I, this is the, one of the most overhauled rosters in the league. Um, and one of the most turnovers in the league. So it'll be very interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, Denver, no real changes there. Yeah. Nothing um, significant. Utah. This is the team that I think did the best job in free agency. They came out of nowhere. To me, they came out of nowhere to like win free agency. Right. I and I'm not saying that because they got landed like the biggest free agents, but I felt like they were the the team that addressed their big issues the best. Right. That's what I was gonna say. They got the pieces they needed. Right. Adding Mike Connolly, mm-hmm. having him playing along Donovan Mitchell in the backcourt. Yeah. Now now you have Connolly, Mitchell, Joe Ingles, Bojan Bogdanovich. Huh. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that was better and than I would have done. Rudy Gobert. That is a – you've got strong defense on the interior. Rudy Gobert is one of the best rim protectors in the league. Sure. He's a phenomenal center. Mike Connolly and Donovan Mitchell, that's a very dynamic guard set mm-hmm. that I think can really – I mean, they're playing in the West, which makes it harder. Yeah. If this roster's in the East, I think they go a lot further, a lot easier. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but Connolly and Mitchell together, and Joe Ingles can shoot threes. Mm-hmm. That could be a really fun team to watch. Like yeah. that could be some really exciting shooting. Um, granted, as with all of these teams, as we always say over and over, we haven't seen some of these guys play together before. I haven't seen Connolly and Mitchell play together because they haven't. So how that meshes, we don't know. But I'm really excited about it. I'm excited to see them too. I think they're going to be good. Um, I don't know how. I don't, how how do you, do you think they go in the playoffs? Mm. Because I don't think they're going to go super far. I think they're solid, but I think they'll be solid, like not like next year. I think they'll be really good. I think this is a team that, if the chemistry is there, if they mesh and gel very very well as a team, which is a big if. Which is a big if. But really, I mean, I think it's less of an if because you're really only adding a couple of pieces here. Yeah. But if they're able to mesh, if they're able to come together and play hyper effectively as a team. Sort of the way I viewed like 2016 Golden State, mm-hmm. where they just, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Then I could totally see this team making a push, making a run at the Western semis or the rest of Western Conference finals. I don't think they're going to be the team that comes out of the Western Conference, so. Okay. And wins it. So, yeah. But I could definitely see them getting pretty close. Um, Golden State's next. Uh Steph Curry, D'Angelo Russell, Alfonso McKinney, uh, Draymond Green, and Kevon Looney. They got the deal of the century on Kevon Looney. Right. I mean, really. He signed for way under what he probably could have gotten yeah. had he gone elsewhere. Um, I think D'Angelo Russell's gone by the trade deadline. Interesting. Okay. I think by then, you have Clay coming back. He's a max player. Oh, that's true. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna trade him away and get some pieces that they need to sort of reload. Yeah. So I see him as gone by the trade deadline, but I'm very excited to watch how their backcourt operates with All both right. of them. Can I say this is going to be a pretty intense take? Okay. I think 
that Golden State still goes deep into the playoffs, though, because they're a team that I'm going to trust until they give me a reason not to. Interesting. I I don't know. I think there's better teams. I think there are better equipped teams in the West right now than Golden State to that will have a – I don't want to say an easy time knocking them out, but I just we'll get further down the list, and I think – They've lost enough that if Clay comes back and he's not necessarily true to form, right? Or they traded away D'Angelo Russell, or they get in a situation where Russell and Curry don't operate well in the backcourt together. Even though I think Curry is one of the easiest people to play with in the right. NBA, yeah. Um, then I could see them having some trouble along the way. All right, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. I'm gonna well, be right. <laughs> uh, Milwaukee. They're still good. Yeah. You know. All right. Top four. Yeah. This is these the are the teams one. that had the biggest shakeups. The Clippers first. Mm-hmm. Landing pa- having Patrick Be- Beverly back, right? Landry Shamit, he played amazing last year during his rookie year. Right. Uh Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, um, and then Harrell. I <laughs> did not see this coming <laughs> at all. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, yeah, he's going to stay in Toronto. I was, like, not willing to bet the farm on it, but I, I was pretty sure. Yeah. You know, and then – and I think people were very split. There, uh, Kawhi as a Laker started trending because yep. people were just, like, so convinced it was going to happen. ESPN tweeted out the wrong they Kawhi. They absolutely did. <laughs> they Kawhi end of free agency video where it's him going to the Lakers. Yeah. So that was really I funny. Mean, I mean, if you're ESPN, you have to make all three of those. You have to make a Laker, Clipper, and Toronto video so that you're prepared no matter when the news breaks, you have something ready to go. Right. They must have just clicked the wrong file because they it must was have. bad. It was, it, I mean, it was the Laker video. Um, yeah. If you had didn't know. But I, I, I liked Kawhi's move because I think it showed how little – we really know about what's right. going on with players. It's, it's all speculation. It's always. 10, that's why our last episode was titled what it was. Right. Um, it is entirely speculation. We right. Nobody knows, especially with Kawhi Leonard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easier to know on players who are more vocal, like Jimmy Butler, who right. we were just talking about. Easier to see where they're leaning, whatever. Kawhi doesn't say a word. No. And I think, so there was something that was released by his team that basically said the team that keeps things the most quiet, the team that doesn't let information leak out of their meetings, stuff like that, is the team that will have the best chance. Which and, makes sense. And so the narrative started getting switched on, oh, well, did Kawhi actually mean that? Because the Lakers are front runners, the Raptors are front runners, and they've been loud. And meanwhile, the Clippers, who haven't said a word about their meetings or anything like that, are fading to the back. And people are like, they're out. They're done. Yeah. The Clippers don't exist anymore. And then it turns out he held entirely true right. to everything he said. And there were, I, I really loved the reaction, especially of some uh, sports analysts. Yeah. Because there was one guy, it's going to kill me. I'm not going to remember his name. But he basically tweeted and he was like, okay, got that wrong. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all did. Yeah. Everyone got it wrong. Yeah. I thought he was going to the Lakers. You thought he was staying with the Raptors. We were both wrong. Everyone who like, I talked to got yeah. it completely wrong. Nobody knew. And, and I think this was a great moment where it just proved we have no fucking clue what nope. goes on. Not and at so all. I guess he, they kind of wound up holding true to their word. They went with the team that was the quietest about everything. Yeah. Um, and then the Clippers traded away. The Clippers just sat back mm-hmm. and then just like blew everything up. Right. Well, the Clippers traded away five first future first round picks. They traded That's a first so round pick away <laughs> so far in the future. They technically just traded for a sixth grader. What? <laughs> like the Clippers traded away a first round pick that Wait. is so far in the future. Whatever kid is drafted with that pick is currently in sixth grade. What? <laughs> That's that, crazy. That is how far out it is like being projected right now. That it is feasible. A sixth grader right now is going to be affected by this Paul George trade. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's like stat of the century, honestly. (laughs) Absolutely phenomenal. Um, So they're going to be an exciting team. The battle for L.A. is going to be great this year. That's going to be so exciting. Because if that 
okay imagine if this turns to a rivalry Mm -hmm. that's gonna be amazing to watch right and i i like this team a lot because patrick beverly is an amazing defender Mm -hmm. he's a point guard that a lot of the point guards i feel like that we consider elite in the league are ball-centric scoring point guards yeah he is a defense first kind of point guard yeah and so if you you put him in a situation where his entire job is to just be a good defender he doesn't have to carry the load scoring Kawhi and paul george can do that then you have two Kawhi's a great defender yeah paul george is a great defender for sure you have a good team here if landry shamit can come out and have another good year and harrell is good like this is a team that i think will wind up in the finals and can wind up in the finals yeah um the it it's gonna be awesome with the Battle of L.A. on our minds, let's move to Los An- the Lakers. Yeah. Same building, just down the hall. Um, <laughs> they, their projected starting five, according to Bleacher Report right now, is Rajon Rondo, Danny Green, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and DeMarcus Cousins. I've seen other reports that said their, project- their starting five is going to be Quinn Cook, Danny Green, LeBron, uh, Kyle Kuzma, and then AD at center. So Interesting. I've seen differing reports. Um, but both of those very solid. Both are great lineups. If this is this projecting projected starting five is true, with Rondo, Danny Green, LeBron, AD, and then Demarcus at center, and then you have Kyle Kuzma coming off the bench, that's a solid team. Yeah, that is that really is a great sixth man. Yeah. To have coming off the bench. I mean, that's a you're gonna win the West. It, you're gonna be damn close. Yeah. If you're not winning the West, you are up there yeah. for sure. Um, so they're going to be really good. Like the, ah, oh, I am so excited to watch right. Clippers Lakers this year. It's going to be that's going to be really cool. It's going to be amazing. I want them to meet in the playoffs. Genuinely, that'd be fun. I want a playoff series: Clippers versus Lakers in the Staples Center. Just <laughs> like that's going to be a Nuts. madhouse. Number two. According to Bleacher Report, is the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. Um, this is the all height team in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, this is genuinely the tallest team. Let's run through it real quick. At point guard, you have Ben Simmons. He's 6'10. Mm-hmm. Josh Richardson is at your shooting guard. He's 6'6. Tobias Harris is your small forward. He's 6'9. Then you have Al Horford at power forward, who's 6'10, and Joel Embiid at center, who's 7 feet tall. That's massive this is a massive team this is literally space jam (laughs) yeah this is the best defensive team in the league Mm -hmm. i think you can say i like genuinely i look at that roster i go "Ah, that's probably the best defensive team in the league. that's fair the only thing you can't get over (laughs) the only thing that concerns me about this team is scoring right because josh richardson okay he's a decent score. Tobias Harris can score. Ben Simmons, when he's aggressive and willing to put the ball on the floor, he can score. <laughs> but when he's not aggressive and he doesn't put the ball on the floor, not nearly as good. You can't rely on him to be a spot up three point shooter. Right. Or, he got a pretty big deal, didn't he? Yeah. He, he, I'm thinking he signed a big deal. Yeah. Um, I read that and I was like, sheesh. Yeah. Uh, he's, he signed a big deal. Um, so the one thing I'm really concerned about this team with is scoring. Yeah. Um, the acquisition of Al Horford, I think, is hilarious. But I will say, though, do you really need to have a good jump shot if you can just put the <laughs> Yeah, that's true. If you're that's just true. that tall. If you're just so tall, you can just <laughs> drop the ball into the basket. Yeah. I guess you don't need to worry about just jump done. shooting. <laughs> um, the Al Horford acquisition is hilarious because that's, like, one of the only people that Joel Embiid has had issues with right. down in the block. Um, over the last couple of years. So what do we do when we have problems with something? Oh, I guess we'll just bring it over to our side. Let's and, just buy him. Right. <laughs> um, so that's gonna, that's a great acquisition for them. He's also brings a lot of maturity to the team, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think he, he brings maturity without having a negative impact on the culture. Yeah. Kind of, you know. Like Jimmy Butler, we didn't hear a lot of drama coming mm. out of the Sixers locker room, but I can't imagine it was all positive. It, it can't be good, basically. <laughs> um, but this team is 
enormous. Yeah. I mean, what a big team. That's going to be, they're going to be fun to watch just to see the dynamics. <laughs> could you imagine if Ben Simmons could shoot threes? Oh my God. How good this team would be. Lethal. Ah, what a waste. Come on, Ben. Start I mean, shooting threes. You've got four power forwards. <laughs> like you, really you, have, you have four guys you could feasibly play at power forward. Three who are big oh enough you God. could play at center. It's <laughs> crazy. Like, yeah, this is going to be. <laughs> I, I joked uh, earlier. Are they going to be the only team? Could they be the first team in NBA history to win a championship but average, like, 75 points a game? Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't score that much, but right. you're not either. But they're so. just swatting everything. Right. So it doesn't matter. Um, you literally, you're dribbling up the court. You just see them, and you're like, all right, let's pack up. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, that's done. Number one. Which shocked me. It shocked you? Yeah, it I did. I wasn't that surprised. Genuinely, it did. I'm... All right, it's the Houston Rockets, mm-hmm. if you didn't guess. Uh, their starting five are projected as Chris Paul, Eric Gordon, James Harden, P.J. Tucker, Clint Capella. Um, I'm not surprised because they were very, very good last year, didn't have a lot of turnover. They were the most solid non – how do I say it? They were one of the most talented non-super teams, in quotes. Yes, but they've been talented for several years, haven't been able to get it done. Right. So I think projecting them to be the number... Because if you're projecting them to be the number one team, you're saying they're going to win. Right. But we say they've been talented for a number of years and have been able to pull it off. Who have they run into over those last couple of years? Every single year. I mean, yeah. The greatest shooting team in NBA history. Yeah. And so... I don't necessarily have an issue. Should I just with be a this? jerk right now and be like, no excuses? <laughs> yeah, no, soft. Um, so I don't necessarily have an issue with this. I'm not surprised that this is where they got put in this ranking. My thing is Chris Paul and James Harden's relationship. That's one of the reasons I was surprised because right. none of the reports have been like, oh yeah, everyone's super happy. We're all very content down here. It's you mean it's going well. You mean calling a relationship unfixable, broken, <laughs> untenable right. is not glowingly positive? I, <laughs> I don't think that's a good description. Not great. Yeah. Not po- like not not overwhelmingly happy. If if somebody described our relationship as co-hosts as unfixable, people would be like, "Oh, the podcast is done." Right. Or how about this one? Unsalvageable. Right. People would say, oh, the podcast is done. It's over. It's done. So yeah. how are you ranked first? I just, I don't get it. I don't think they're going to win. But, I don't but think they're going to get close. But we're looking at that from a chemistry perspective of, is their relationship going to damage? But that's so important. I know it's important, but they have enough talent to where if they can, even though it says unsalvageable, untenable, broken, unfixable, how, whatever you want to say, all the uns. <laughs> <Brand> um, <broken. laughs> Whatever you want to say, if they're able to get it over that hump, this is an incredibly talented roster and if one that I think can make can a challenge it. in the West. If they can do it. If. It's a big if. It's the biggest if. But. I just, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, honestly. Yeah. So, I don't see them going to a Western Conference final. That's a bold take, but I don't see it. Interesting. So, with that being said then, who do you have coming out of the West? Mm-hmm. And who do you have coming out of the East? Lakers, 76ers. Lakers, 76ers mm-hmm. in your final? Yeah. Interesting. Why who do you I, have? I, I probably... I, I'm going to lean Bucks Clippers. That, I mean, those are the top four choices in my mind. Like, Bucks Clippers. I think if... I think any combination <laughs> of those four teams. Right. And, you know... It's totally safe to say. Also, can we address real quick... All the idiots who are like, oh, the Warriors won't even make the playoffs this year. No, stop. Just get some help. Boo. Boo. What's the the magic? The Warriors won't make the playoffs this year. Or not magic. Why? Why won't they make the playoffs? I don't know. I don't think it'll work. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Sick. Right. (laughs) They lost KD. I, I understand that. I didn't say they were the best team in the NBA anymore. It's the it's the They're Michael going to make the playoffs though. It's the Michael Jordan gif of stop it. Get yeah. some help. Get some help. <laughs> You're okay. Read one article. <laughs> yeah. 
think for a minute about what you right. just said. Just like, and you know what? I'm even going to give you a free pass. Backtrack. Yeah. Think it through. Erase it. Yeah. Move on. Come back. Let's start over. Yeah. Let's try again. That wasn't <laughs> it, fam. <laughs> um, with that being said, this is a, lo- a little bit of a longer episode than normal. Mm-hmm. We're at an hour and five right now. Just because there's so many. So N- many. NBA we things. We skipped so many teams. We did. We, we talked about doing uh, all 30 teams. We would be dead. <laughs> yeah, we would be so exhausted. <laughs> I just love seeing the Cavaliers at 30. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Combined war, point four. <laughs> oh, that's not where you want to be. Oh, man. Um, with that being said. Thank you so much for joining us in the Easy Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Easy Sports Pod. Um, rate and review us on iTunes. That helps so much. We just saw we have another review, so shout out. Um, but yeah, we really appreciate that. That really does help us a lot. Um, if you're a SoundCloud listener, follow us on Twitter. Uh, we're probably going to make a Facebook page soon. We've been deciding based on our demographics, so be on the lookout for that. We'll mention right. more when that starts happening. Um, I mean, that takes two seconds. We should just do it. <laughs> <laughs> now that I say that. <laughs> it takes, yeah, it's not hard. Yeah. Um, so yeah, be on the lookout for all that. Uh, obviously, more episodes coming in the future. Weekly. Every Sunday. Weekly. Get your Monday morning commute off on the right foot <laughs> with Emma and Zach blurting nonsense into your ears. And just being horribly wrong at yeah. the time. Hey. It was us and the rest of the That's sports true. journalism no, it world was that was wrong. <laughs> us and everyone were wrong on what happened. But as we said, thank you so much for joining us in the Easy Sports Podcast. You guys are the best. We love you so much. Have a great week, uh, and we will see you next time.